Hi everyone, it's Evelyn and this is episode 12 of Life Over Matter. Today I'm going to be talking about uh, this previous week and some personal experience that I went through and also I want to talk about my full moon meditation. It was pretty amazing and enlightening. I will start off by hoping that everybody is safe and healthy and happy this week. It is the final week of January 2021, and it's a lot of reflection on my part, anyway, of the year that we just went through and uh, forecasting the year ahead. I have talked in several of my podcasts about how I'm planning travel for late this year, early next year, and I'm kind of just researching, researching, and researching some of the most pristine and peaceful areas that I possibly can go to to just kind of reconnect as much as I possibly can and and maybe even set up some new connections with my spiritual self because it's so important. And believe it or not, it brings this confidence uh, to your soul. Like it just makes you feel like you can conquer anything and you can use that energy to try to inspire others. It's kind of like back in the day when we used to be able to hug each other and you could feel yourself transferring that wonderful energy if you were in a great mood to someone who needs it the most. Nowadays, we can't do that as readily available as we used to be able to, obviously. But I think that the more that you find this peace and tranquility to establish in your own soul, that the more of it you can have access to give to others. And that's so important. It's so wonderful. It's a priceless commodity. You could be a multi, multi multi-millionaire billionaire, or you could be someone who has two cents that they're rubbing together each day. But if you've got that over-exuding feeling of confidence in your happiness and your positivity. I don't think that there's any kind of stamp that you can put on that. So this past week, I had woken up in the middle of the night, uh, midweek Wednesday, and I had experienced some stomach cramping, I had had over the course of the first year in the pandemic in 2020, I started developing what I call episodes, which are the most excruciating pain I've ever felt. I have been in the hospital several times with my diverticula getting inflamed and infected. And what's really scary is that I don't know when it happens, uh, which means that if a intestinal abscess gets punctured in any way, I don't know it. And, you know, because of some of the other stuff going on with my intestines and my stomach and things like that, I could be sleeping and waking and sleeping and waking and having this poison going through my system. And that's why I've been in the hospital several times for this. Well, what was good about if anything was good about being at home, uh, mostly the last year, 
is that I got to really focus in on some of the food choices that I was making and really take the time to understand what was going on with my body. Well, I was doing very well and I woke up in the middle of the night this week and was just having an episode, this excruciating pain. Now, I have three different doctors that I see on a pretty regular basis. I have my primary care physician, normal, right? I have my gastroenterologist, which how I found him years ago was I Googled the best uh, gastroenterologist in the city that I live in. And um, my bariatric surgeon is wonderful. He's real new age. He's all about clean living and he's very inspiring just in general. Also one of the best doctors in the country. Uh, He hails from... Connecticut and moved down here with his family and um, my insurance company wouldn't accept my bid for uh, my bariatric surgery without uh, certification of excellence from this bariatric surgeon. So when I started feeling these episodes, I didn't know what to do. So I went to my primary care physician first and we tried a couple exercises that I could take home with me. Um, to try to figure out what was going on, but I was so full of um, toxins that even on the stomach x-ray that they did for me at primary care, they couldn't see anything. So um, after giving me a lot of cleansing items and whatnot, I um, still was not... I was not getting any relief from this. I also was not... I was swelling up and I um, refuse steroids. They try to give me steroids to fight the infection and I just refused it, especially in this day and age, only because you don't know if you're going to come down with COVID on top of everything else, you know, and you need your body to not be used to taking steroids uh, in regards to like the Z pack and things like that to fight that if you get it and you're not vaccinated. So. I didn't want to get my body super, you know, superimposed to uh, antibiotics that have a flare of steroids included with them. Anyway, so I woke up in the middle of the night, had one of the episodes, and it was just so much pain. How it happens is um, I get these intestinal spasms, which were identified in a colonoscopy that I had had as a result of these pains they started in august in 2020 um and it is the end of january 2021 now and i get about three days worth uh, on average episodes per month and as they progressively have gotten worse i have seen all three of these doctors to try to pinpoint what the issues were and So far, all they can say is that I've got this intestinal spasming as a result of IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, and this IBS and intestinal spasming is causing irritation to my diverticula, which is making it harder for food to pass through that area of my worn out intestine and it's causing me to have flare-ups and if I have too many episodes that are too close together it's really pulling on my intestines and that's what my it's pretty much what my uh, gastroenterologist explained is that 
cramping isn't the block, it's not blockages or anything trying to travel through my intestines too quickly. It's more or less spasming of certain sections of my intestines. So I called out of work, which I never do. As a matter of fact, last year I had perfect attendance. I brag about it all the time. And all I wanted to do was sleep. All I wanted to do was lay down and go to sleep. Whenever these episodes subside, my body is so exhausted. And this pain was so great this past time that I was just bawling. And I'm not a big crier uh, when it comes to physical pain. I, I usually can take some pain pretty well, um, depending on what it is, of course. And I slept from morning until night. The only time I woke up was to use the ladies room. I didn't feel like eating anything. Um, my boyfriend was super worried about me. Um, but the pain from the episodes stopped. It was just the after effects. It feels like you've done a million sit-ups when you're not used to doing sit-ups at all. And I, you know, woke up on Friday and was just absolutely the hungriest person in the world because I hadn't eaten. I just slept. My stomach was like, what has happened to us? It's always like, what is happening to us? Uh, we had both of our, our dogs certified as support animals because whenever I'm sick, they can kind of tell. And something that really spooked us was the most previous time I was in the hospital for my diverticulitis, I was in for 10 days and it was the third or fourth time that my intestines had abscessed and the abscess had gotten punctured. I didn't know. And that poison was traveling through my system. So, um, the dogs actually, uh, start acting really crazy. They'll try to wake me up. They'll run around the house. They do things to let me know, like, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. And that's how I know. And my boyfriend knows that it's time to go to the hospital. It's just really scary because the first time that this happened, which was in 2017, I didn't realize that I'd had diverticulitis at all. It was previously undiagnosed um, irritable bowel syndrome as well. That, that didn't come till this year. Um, the doctor, I was, I was really far gone the first time because I didn't even realize I had diverticulitis, wasn't going to go to the hospital, thought I was just having a weird bellyache. Uh, it had been like a week of me experiencing these crazy things and, um, I had gone to work and all of a sudden everybody's voices started to echo and I went into the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I had these spider veins all over my arms. Um, my eyes were looking a little yellow. It was a very bizarre feeling. I, I didn't, I thought maybe I'd had some bad fish or something. I had no idea, but my friends and coworkers talked me into going to the hospital. And when I went in, they pretty much said that they didn't know if they were going to be able to save me because I had had this poison going through my system for so long and I had no idea that it happened. And that's the scariest thing for us is remembering that doctor saying to both of us, we don't know if we're going to be able to get this system, your system clean uh, from this poison in time. And then 
from that trauma comes, you know, two more episodes the following year and then another episode the following year. And it's just in and out of the hospital a lot. The nurses know me. My insurance um, has been wonderful about covering a lot of my health bills. Um, but um, there are still bills that come in all the time. Um, and it's, it's just a lifestyle. Um, it's part of the reason why I had my VSG surgery. Uh, and, you know, while that has helped me so much because it limits the foods that I put in my mouth and put in my system, it's still a very slippery slope. Um, my hunger cravings are a little bit different than everybody else's. So that was my week and the reason why I wasn't able to get back as quickly. But one great thing that I did this week um, because, you know, being sick like that is very stressful and it's very, um, you, you can't predict what's going to happen. And nowadays it adds another element too, right? So we've got this pandemic happening and, you, you know, you don't go to the hospital every day if you're not a nurse or a medical care worker, or you're not familiar with what the hospital's guidelines and restrictions are. And so every time I get sick like this, uh, it's a conversation that I've got to sit down with my boyfriend. We've got to really go over the pros and cons of taking the drive down to the hospital because 50% chance says that they're going to keep me and we don't want to be in a situation where I'm not going to be able to see anybody. Um, I'm not going to be able to have any visitors. It's a very scary experience for me if I can take care of it at home. Also, I know that hospitals are like the cleanest and supposed to be the most sanitized places that you can be. But with as careful as I've been to try to protect myself against COVID-19, I would hate to pick it up uh, or have it undiagnosed and give it to somebody else who's in the hospital who needs that protection so badly. So it's just definitely something that last case scenario is to go to the hospital. And so I was taking it easy, really trying to take care of myself. I was not going to take any medicine. I didn't take anything to try to get those toxins out of my body and, you know, try to pinpoint what's causing these attacks, these episodes. And we had a full moon on the 28th of January. And anybody who's spiritual like I am knows that full moon days are incredible days for energy energy work, um, chakra work. And I've been practicing a lot of meditation techniques recently, just again, to improve myself, improve my, uh, environment and try to inspire others. A huge goal for me this year is to take some of the lessons that I've learned and take some of the experiences that I've had and share them with people that want to hear them and, you know, have them learn from my experience and maybe try some of the things that I've tried to hope that it brings them the same amount of enjoyment and fulfillment that these items have brought to me. So... I decided to do a meditation and most of the time I have well laid plans, right? I, I want to meditate in the morning and then have the whole day of glow, you know, afterwards. But uh, best laid plans are meant to be broken and I always end up meditating at like one o'clock in the morning. I'm not even kidding. 
However, my favorite times to meditate are when I can find a huge live group of people that are meditating as well on YouTube. The reason for this is because I love when people who meditate are on the same plane. And that's what I feel like that the energy is multiplied by thousands and thousands of thousands, especially if I can find a live meditation, which happens a lot at night that has a lot of people tuned in just because we can all vibrate together. It's, it's an amazing feeling to know that you are sharing this astral experience with other people. So On the 28th, I watched the full moon rise up and pass uh, through my uh, huge window in my living room. I knew that there were some preparations because I was excited and I got all of my stones. You know, I collect crystals and, you know, I'll be honest, some of them I don't remember what they mean. Some of them I have to look in my little book and find out, but I've collected them on my travels every time I go to a different city I make sure to locate their spiritual store and I sit down with the owners of the stores and I talk to them about their story where they came from and it's not just spiritual healers and light workers that I vibe with it is um, witches Wiccan believers voodoo practitioners uh, spiritual shamans Um, I just love uh, listening to people's passions people's beliefs Um, I feel like I'm no expert, right, on any one belief, but I do notice that all roads lead to the same ocean, all all lakes and rivers lead to the same ocean. So whenever I sit down and I talk to people about what their practices are, for me personally, I like to pull some of the greatest and most fulfilling practices to... um, you know, bring to my home and, you know, cause that confident strength buildup. So I have these crystals and in order to cleanse them, anybody who's listening that's spiritual and and people who are listening that aren't, uh, you put your stones out in the moonlight to cleanse them. Now, the reason why you want to cleanse them is as you're holding on to your stones when you're meditating, anytime you're meditating, it doesn't have to be a full moon, you are transferring the energy of any negative issues or items that have happened to you. You got into a fight with a family member or a friend. You, you know, may have, you know, given somebody a dirty look when going through the line at the grocery store, or maybe you almost had an accident uh, in the morning when you were on your way someplace and you've been carrying around that fear and anxiety with you all day. Maybe there's pressure on you to do a lot of things that you don't want to do, or, you know, you've got a take it up the tailpipe uh, at work and do a lot of things that you're not feeling like doing or that you're not motivated to do. So you're really pushing your soul in a direction that you're not used to. These stones take in that negative vibe and they hold them. So I've heard stories before where uncleansed stones have been held by a spiritual practitioner and the stone break into a million pieces. I'm not kidding. 100% legit. Um, And that happens because these uncleansed stones take in so much that your energy that the negativity just absolutely buckles them into powder. I mean, just several different, you know, elements. So I like to put my stones out to cleanse overnight, the night before a full moon, so that I can have a clean slate 
with my thoughts because I've got so much going on all the time, even though it's pandemic, I'm working from home and I am living life from home and conducting all these different roles that I have in my life. I have worries and I have, you know, anxieties and, you know, thoughts and fears and and things like that. So I then, um, had received this gorgeous, uh, white sage candle. Um, I have talked at, and this goes back to talking to the owners of some of these establishments that I've gone to in my travels. Some... it's inner conflict. Some say that Palo Santo clears the negative energy from a a workspace or a room. Um, Some say that uh, sage and smudging is the way to go. And some say that uh, neither one of those work, that it's frankincense and myrrh. And that's why they burn it in churches. Um, And that's why, you know, it was considered a gift back in the Israeli, you know, biblical times. And so I burn all three. I got nothing to lose. And, um, you know, I love the smell of all three of them. Now, if you ask my boyfriend, he would beg the differ, but I burn all three of them in preparations for this journey that I go on when I meditate during the full moon. Uh, so I burn all three and it's really cool because the frankincense and myrrh that I got is very organic and it kind of sparkles a little bit. There's, there's just this wonderful, pure, concentrated uh, aroma that comes from the frankincense and myrrh that I burn. At any rate, I had gone to a uh, shop in New Orleans when I was there, and I met with uh, a lady who um, had been practicing um, witchcraft. Um, for years and years and years, and this was actually my fourth visit to, to talk to this uh, lady. Uh, we have known each other now for probably 15, 16 years, and um, she had advised me on a couple uh, different special incenses to burn whenever I was meditating. And one of them is a concoction that she put together for me for success. Another one is blessings for my relationship. Another one is um, for security. And um, then, you know, I have a couple of um, different uh, feathers and things like that, that she gave me that I like just to have in my spiritual room, just in the environment, um, while I'm meditating. So I like, I lit some tea light candles. I had the incense burning. I, you know, had gotten this beautiful mandala pillow. Um, it is a meditational pillow for, um, when it gets real deep, um, sometimes I meditate so hard that, and I'm open to saying that it is completely my creative imagination, um, because my meditations are so clear and the experiences that I have whenever I go really deep into meditation are just unbelievable. Um, so I, I, will never be able to explain, I don't think, whether it is my brain that's imagining these intense experiences or whether this is actually episodic. It's happening. Um, but 
irregardless, um, I find um, while I'm setting up, I've got some electric candles just because, again, so deep in the meditation, I don't want to cause any fires or anything like that. I rid myself from complete distraction. Everything is out of the room that could go off, remind me of what time it is, uh, lights that could flicker. Everything is all natural except for the electric candles, of course. Uh, And then I sit and and turn the music to the channel that has a bunch of people meditating. And this past week when I did it on the full moon, I took my clean stones and I I put them around myself and I sat on my mandala pillow and I uh, started going into this meditation with just intense breathing, um, exercise that I learned from my mom and um, sitting with her um, spiritual healers is um, breathing in all of the positivity that you want to happen for yourself and breathing out that negativity, just ridding yourself of it. I have um, a singing bowl, a Tibetan singing bowl, and raising the vibration in the room after sealing some protectant is how I like to begin when I know that it's late at night, um, relaxed anyway, and I'm going to be going into a deep meditation. So as I did this, I found myself so deep in it that after about an hour, uh, I would say I started crying like, and this is something that's happened to me before. And I think it's because I'm, I'm sensitive a little bit to different energies and I, I have such passion for music and it, and like I said, a creative imagination. And I've dealt with a lot of loss in my life. And I think that once I get to uh, a certain point in the meditation, it always ends up coming down to uh, different people that I've lost in my life uh, to death um, that have passed away. And um, it's something that um, is a huge question mark, I think, for everybody. But for me, uh, part of my grief is not understanding death. So a lot of times when I'm meditating, I think about those people and, and I miss them. And I, you know, try to wrap myself around the reason, um, the purpose. And um, then that brings me full circle to the purpose of my own life and how I can help others. And so, um, I had a really great meditation. I was surprised it went as well as it did with how sick I had been, but I woke up, um, you know, on Friday morning and I felt so much better. I had felt like I had been cleansed myself. I was able to go and, and hold my stones for a while and do my breathing exercise and just reflect back when you get a meditation that's so deep and so full of so many details you have a lot of reflection to do for the next couple days it's almost like a deep tissue massage for your brain um, because it's a reset it's a clean slate it gives you perspective on different items that you can try and it's so bizarre when I listen to other uh spiritualist discuss meditation because it is a personal and um, almost private time that you spend with yourself and clearing and you know figuring out what your path is and what your purpose is a lot of people don't talk about what happens in their brain when they're meditating I feel like a lot of um, meditations you know they tell you how to do it but they don't tell you and this is what I experienced and I think that my meditation experiences even though I am 
I've been doing it for 10, 15 years now. I still don't consider myself an expert, um, but it goes anywhere from self-healing to, uh, you know, exploring creative energy, exploring your chakras and understanding what each of them present. Um, it could be visits with spirit guides, finding lost items, understanding the reasonings for cause and effect in your lifestyle. And all of these things are delved into deeper and deeper. The more that I get experienced and cultured with different lands and finding different people to um, ask them, you know, just come right out and ask, what do you experience whenever you meditate? And is it supposed to be a a journey of self-awareness or is it really supposed to be a reflection of things in your mind that you're looking to sort out? Is is it the cleansing of uh, your mental cupboard? You know, are you are you purging out the items that you don't need that make you uncomfortable or are you dealing with the items that are hard to deal with? Is this the positive spin on meditation? And I, I think that for me, what it did this week um, was the full moon brought a ton of energy from a ton of different spiritualists uh, that were practicing different items on YouTube and Instagram throughout uh, the evening. And I think that that energy rise was able to help me uh, get as deep as what I got into. And that crying was the cleanse, the cleansing of, you know, taking these thoughts and putting them out into the universe and saying that it's okay if they're gone, that they're going to take care of themselves. Everything's going to be okay. And it gives me that finished item to bring to you guys, to the listeners and uh, talk to you a little bit about the advantages of meditation, um, how you really need to let your imagination and your creativity take the reins whenever you go into this relaxed state and how great it is for you. Like I said, it is really, truly like a soul massage uh, that when you come out of it, you realize uh, the advantages It is um, just a priceless commodity that uh, you really take with you. And so if you're under a lot of stress, uh, if you're finding yourself just sponging in the negative energy of others around you, I highly, highly suggest that the most simple meditation that you can start with is the 15, 20-minute meditations. You can find them on YouTube. Go with guided first. I don't do guided anymore just because I have my own special places that I like to journey to when I start my meditations. Transcendental meditation is amazing. It's more advanced. I would go with a good 15, 20-minute self-guided meditation. Light a candle, electric or not, doesn't matter. Make sure that you center yourself. You put a circle of protection around yourself. And the way that I understand this is you just imagine yourself in an egg and, you know, a huge egg. And you ask for circles of protection, uh, you know, so that you're not inviting anything evil, anything negative into your egg while you're doing this meditation. And it does protect you. But then you've got to make sure that you close line of protection whenever you're finished. And, you know, you can send anything back, any type of energy or any type of vibration back to where it came from after you have done this bonding 
um, with the energy. And I mean, it's just amazing. Some other items that have helped me in feeling protected during meditations are they sell Reiki pyramids on Amazon. Um, and like I said, I do the Palo Santo cause I just love the way that it smells and I love the way that it makes me feel by smelling it. I feel protected. Um, and I feel peace. And then of course the smudging of the, um, the, the, the smudging is something that is just absolutely, uh, you know, sage is, uh, age is old. Many, many, many people say that this is the way. And then of course the frankincense and myrrh, um, it smells delightful, um, to some, it's got, it's very pungent smell. Um, sometimes I'm in the mood to smell it. Sometimes I'm not, if I'm being honest. Um, we used to side story. We used to go to midnight mass, uh, for Christmas Eve. And I remember being so tired when we would be in midnight mass, it would be like a two hour long mass. It's two o'clock in the morning. My parents always had this awesome Christmas Eve party and I would be so tired. And that smell of frankincense and myrrh sometimes would just remind me of going to sleep, uh, and not trying not to pass out in a, uh, <laughs> in a church full of people that I'd grown up with. So, um, sometimes that takes me back to, you know, psychologically that time in my life, but I burn all three and I make sure to really just have as most silence that I possibly can have 15 minutes, uh, for a beginner is absolutely the right spot, the right time to do that. If you need any tips on this, or you want me to digress anymore, please feel free to let me know. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor app. Um, or somewhere in this podcast, it will advertise for you to be able to leave me a voicemail. You can reach out to me on Instagram, um, life over matter podcast on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I also have a Twitter feed, um, life over matter Twitter. Uh, and I would just love to have this discussion so that I can help other people get started in the movement because I have met over the course of the last 15 years, people who are genuinely stressed, either they're taking care of someone who's sick and, and, you know, dying and it's taking all of their energy to take care of this person, or maybe they have a disease and they don't know how to deal with it much, much like my diverticulitis and IBS, intestinal issues, etc. Um, and these tips are things that I, you know, live my, I, I have a spiritual room in my home. I go there often and you know, it is meant to look like a campsite. I have projectors in there that project leaves on the ceiling. I have, um, you know, a, in the projector, I can make it look like I'm sitting in a sea of water. I use aromatherapy when I'm not meditating in there to make it feel like a campsite. I will burn pine. If I want it to feel like a day at the beach, I will burn coconut. I um, have a bunch of tricks that I use in the spiritual room to put me in the place that I need to be in mentally, but I am totally open to sharing more tips on this and even making future podcasts to talk about it because it's something that I'm very passionate about. But um, just wanted to talk to you about the full moon meditation I had this week, talk to you about the advantages to it. There's not really that many disadvantages. Takes my deeper meditations these days go about two and a half hours. 
Um, I've been doing it for so long that I know exactly where I need to be to start clearing these dust bunnies and cobwebs in my head and start producing some of the positive energy and get ridding myself of uh, vibrational toxins and trying to uh, self-heal um, that the experience takes me deep in. I lose all track of time and, you know, I can go into two and a half to three hours. Um, but if you're just beginning, I definitely suggest the 15, 20 minutes just to see if it's for you. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe you want to become spiritual, but you're afraid of it. Um, you know, you don't know the unknown and you want to do more research first. Totally fine. Um, but I'm at my, uh, my time for this podcast. If, um, if you want to reach out, stay tuned for the next episode and thank you, uh, for listening.